right. Well, you know what they say about our show. Let there be carnage. Hmm. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, uh, we watched Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So welcome to our review (laughs) episode of that. Sounds like we're about to do the national public radio version of the Venom Let There yeah. Be Carnage view with our public radio voices. Yeah, so what, what, a, <laughs> what an opinion we want uh, from a public radio perspective it, it, of it, Venom Let There Be Carnage. That that voice always reminds me of that Saturday Night Live skit, the uh, sweaty balls. Uh, oh, yeah. Of the, the candy confectioner stuff. So yeah, I, I can't think of a single movie more the antithesis of uh, the vibe <laughs> that, of public radio. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, they say knowledge is power, and uh, that was something nobody ever had in this movie. So, <laughs> but the uh, the long the long awaited uh, sequel of of the first Venom, mainly mm-hmm. due to COVID through uh, delays, but it, it's finally here. We're finally here to uh, review it. Uh, par the course, uh, no spoilers until we let you know. Here, probably here in a few minutes, we'll start talking about the movie more in depth, but. Also, par for the course, uh, Chris and I have not shared our opinions with each other about the movie. Usually we kind of just come here and almost like decompress and uh, download mm-hmm. our opinions across each other. And you guys just kind of get to listen to the conversation. So um, I know I, 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 caught this, I caught this movie on a fri- the Friday morning crowd, which is a very specific type of crowd at, at the movie theaters, uh, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I was in a very, uh, uh, I, I think, self-selected group of just, uh, I, I was calling it like the middle-aged men screening. But, you know, at, when the movie ended and I got up, the, the, the crowd had diversified a little bit. So I had a very specific type of theater going audience um, because yeah. uh, the wife and I, we went uh, we went away for the weekend for our wedding anniversary. But Chris, I, I know you had a chance to see it kind of at more of like a prime time on like a Saturday. Yeah. What was it late afternoon, it early was, evening? Yeah, it was yesterday, yesterday Saturday at like 6.15 p.m. Um, mm. Literally, I could have picked any like five minute slot uh, I wanted to and watch this movie uh, at my local <laughs> yeah. theater. I saw I saw a uh, screenshot on Twitter of somebody saying, "Finally, the movie theaters are back," and it was just a, a screenshot, not a screenshot. It, it was a picture of the the marquee at their at their movie theater. Every single slot was Venom. Let there be carnage, and yeah. it's just I, it's like it's got to be because it's the only real thing in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. I think James Bond. It's not out yet. That's or correct. It's not it will quite be Friday in America. Yeah. Okay. Because I know people have been seeing it, but it must be yeah. uh, it must international. be critics that have uh, I, I, international I, and critics. International. Yeah. Is this the same? I think it's the same with Dune. Uh, it's got some international showings and, and critic mm. showings as well. I think the only other thing, right now, possibly in theaters. Um, what was it? The Adams Family Two. Was the competing uh, movie this weekend? Yeah, I feel like that's got to be out soon. It's October. It, well, it, it was. It, it it was the only other thing, and I'm like, okay. there might have been two screenings of that <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I could rec- recommend a Friday morning crowd for people that are trying to 
avoid children, uh, especially in kind of like a PG-13 setting, because I, I didn't see a kid in sight because they're all at school. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, that's my only recommendation and experience of, of, of a yeah. Friday morning show- I, showing. But Well, I, I went I, – it's peculiar because you asked me, like, how is your movie theater full or not? And I was like, well – the one screening I went, I, we chose, we didn't go to the the XD. I didn't want to wait for, like, it was, like, at 7. And I'm like, I'd rather just uh-huh. go now. And um, they, we went in, and I looked at the thing, and there's only five rows of theaters. It goes A through E. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, how small is this theater? Like, I was like, is it, like, one of those, like, little ones where they just kind of put, like, a classroom size setting? But apparently mm-hmm. it's, it's very vertical. It's just um, the recliner seats take up so much space because yeah. apparently everything now has a recliner seat. So I was like, I didn't know how what to kind of expect. And it wasn't it wasn't full because when I was walking, I saw people getting tickets for the 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 large format, the the XD, if you will, at the Cinemark um, screenings. And I was like, I'm I don't want to wait for that. I'd rather <laughs> just go now. So yeah, but I mean, it is important. It is important to kind of observe the amount in the theater because I would say this is the the second big franchise release of kind of hopefully knock on wood the tail end of the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. Shang Chi was like kind of like the first real return to theater. I would say yeah. with a notable IP. Even yeah. though the character itself wasn't super notable, but the IP of Marvel yeah. was back and, in the theaters. And, and it's, it's important, the non-streaming uh, option as well. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, like no, Black Widow wouldn't fall under that. Yeah, no other option except to see this in theater. Uh, so Venom, I think some of the uh, box office reports are out, and we'll probably talk about it maybe a little bit more on our normal mm-hmm. weekly news episode. But surprise, surprise, it's doing pretty good. But I believe still technically you got to put the asterisks next to asterisks next to it of for pandemic times. Yeah. But it looks like we are seeing signs of box office recovery overall, though. Th- this is um, it beat the original Venom as of right now. I just pulled up mm-hmm. uh, CNN to make sure. Uh, yesterday it was um, this is making 90.1 million i think is what i, I put down here it's 91.1 uh venom originally debuted to 80 million in 2018 um which is uh, was a box office october box office record at the time and i believe this will make this one the next october box office record um also most october movies uh asterisks as well are r-rated horror films mm-hmm. i believe halloween kills it chapter one and chapter two all those were R-rated films, um, so um, this those usually kind of cut themselves off at the knees, right? Like they're they can't get everybody into those uh, comfortably. Yeah, I suppose. Um, what's our November release? Is that Eternals? Eternals, uh, yes. Yeah, I, that'll probably be a really big milestone, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not going to have any sort of caveats of oh, a weird like. What did what did they say with Shang Chi? Like biggest, it was Labor Memori- Day, right? That's that that's yeah. What's the what's the one at the end of summer? Labor Day, right? Uh, uh, yes. Don't wear white yeah. after Labor Day. Yes. Yeah, and everyone was just like, oh yeah, I guess big movies don't come out on that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess you could say the same, like you said, yeah, for it, October with a lot of R-rated movies. Yeah. yeah. So I still like we I see like we still have. There's always like a there's always a like a another talking point. You know, if you mm-hmm. wanted to kind of like a debate box office, but but either way, it looks like the trend yeah. is uh, is going up. So yeah, that, that that's good overall. Pe- people getting back to the movies Pe- hopefully staying. People safe. went and watched this movie whether it was because it was the only movie in theaters or uh, that, <laughs> yes. that they're showing right now, or because uh, they wanted to see it. It's that one is one and two. that is the best way to put it, Chris. So, <laughs> well. I, I, on that note, um, I, I'd love to know 
what you thought about this yeah. film, spoiler free. Okay, so um, people have listened to our original Venom review, and if you haven't, you should go back and mm-hmm. listen to that. Uh, we, I would say, you know, I'm more luke lukewarm on the original Venom more than you are. You're very uh, cold deli, if you will, uh, for that. <laughs> Te- uh, I think tepid, maybe, if we're using yeah. temperatures. Like, <laughs> yeah. So for me, Venom Two, um, I believe is better than the original Venom um, because it doesn't have to do any, um, oh my gosh, there's a, like half that movie is the meteor coming to Earth and like dealing with this bad guy who's running a company. Very stereotypical. This one just kind of jumps into it. You're like, okay, Venom's with Eddie and and, and obviously we're going to get Carnage and, and this is how it kind of goes. So I think the pace is much faster and it does things. I think the action scenes in this are way better than the first film. Uh, but there are times where I'm just like, this movie is just okay. Um, not spectacular, not outstanding, not jaw-dropping. But but I, I do think, um, you know, something we, we talked about originally in the first one, you have two black Venom blobs, like, fighting each other at the end of the first one. This mm-hmm. one, I never was confused who was who in the symbiote world. And I, I do applaud them for making a very good distinction between uh, Carnage and Venom. Um in terms of look, voice, uh, even even in the the darkened uh, church fighting scenes, which Venom seems to be huge on, if you look at Spider-Man three, but um, maybe it's because they all have bells. I I, I don't know, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I think you know, there's not not much else to add to that. Like this isn't like groundbreaking. This isn't gonna change my um, you know, not I wouldn't say hesitation, but my. Yeah, I can go watch this anytime on a weekend. I don't have to go see the first showing of, of Venom 3, which I feel is like an inevitable at these box office numbers rates. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think it, hopefully, knock on wood, I'm more excited for whatever going forward with Venom than you know the past uh, two iterations, if you will. Uh, I got to give some kudos to um, you know uh, the cast. Uh, you know, I believe. Uh, if Tom Hardy was only half-heartedly acting in this movie, I don't think it would work nearly as well. And he goes straight crazy all the way through this. Um, I wouldn't say quite Nicolas Cage level, but he commits to this role, despite sometimes feeling a little little jarring from one scene to the next. So uh, overall, um, I would say uh, what uh, not 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 be used Rotten Tomatoes, but like what, what's like a just barely. Uh, fresh is that like a sixty to seventy percent kind of? Yeah, I I think so. Sometimes yeah. I think it I, I think it's helpful to to think of it in like grades in a classroom, right? Yeah. You know, because yeah. people can. It sounds like you're maybe like a C, like a, a C plus or something. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> yeah, like C C C plus. Like yeah, this is this is you turned in an assignment. You did better than the last one you did. You're learning. You're growing, but it's still not like. You know, in a world of of comic book movies with quality, you know, right now I think they're on the up and up. But there have been some, you know, Wonder Woman eighty fours in there. Um, this this would this isn't the best thing in the world, but I've seen worse lately. Uh, someone did ask me like, are there worse Marvel? Are there any bad Marvel movies? I'm like, did you see Fantastic Four from like twenty six? <laughs> like that's he's like, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I sit in the I sit in that that range if you if you will. Um, so Mike yourself, I know. I know how you feel about the original one. I'm mm-hmm. I I I can almost predict what's coming. So so, so lay it on me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is going to be 
the easiest movie review for me of all time uh, because this movie is nearly identical to the first Venom movie. I mean, barring maybe some fun conversation we could have talking about the post credit scene and the future of the character, uh, it, it just it felt just identical, just same themes, same type of characterization, same weirdness from Tom Hardy, uh, similar, I would say, to uh, underwhelming uh, final symbiote fight at the end, uh, uh, underwhelming uh, a set piece for sure, and uh, I just uh, it's just it was just weird, it was just strange, uh, bizarre dialogue. Um, the, the movie does benefit occasionally from kind of what Ryan Reynolds gets to do with Deadpool, which is when you have a character that's kind of speaking, uh, you know, either behind a mask or I guess inside of Eddie Brock's body, you have a lot of opportunities in editing to kind of fix things or make things funnier. So I would say the banter between, um, between Venom and Eddie Brock can occasionally, mm-hmm. uh, be humorous and entertaining, but a lot of times it feels like it's a little incongruent with some of the things that he says on screen you know the things that they have to leave in the film because they filmed Tom Hardy saying it and then the reply coming from the symbiote inside of his body just just sometimes seems kind of odd uh, a, a weird tone of the movie where sometimes it it feels like it's trying to do like a a bit of a bromance type feel mm. but not like ironically or leaning into it or trying to have fun with it it just kind of ended up feeling like that and it, it almost feels like they kind of stumbled back into it. it well, I think I think buddy comedies work where one's when they're opposites like they're yin and a yang, right? Good cop bad cop uh-huh. kind of vibe. But it feels like both these guys are just kind of losers. Um, you yeah. know, and, and they call them like, you know, Venom calls Eddie a loser and like, well, Venom, we can't really say you're the greatest guy in the world because we don't get to see you a lot because you're literally inside Eddie like the whole time. So I think like it only works when both of the leads are like, you know, or one of the leads is charismatic and the other one's like in, you know, uh, in opposition yeah. and you see that dynamic. But like when they just tell you the dynamic. You don't get that, yeah. that that kind of stuff. Yeah. I would say some parts of the movie did improve. Um, the villain in the first movie was just awful. And I would say Woody Harrelson is a is a slight improvement overall, but then I think kind of just the action and the story uh, kind of dips. So things still even out, and I feel like I'm left with the same exact opinion mm-hmm. of the Venom franchise Um overall so i mean surprise surprise uh uh, i feel like i usually like kind of hate this characterization when you when you review movies when you tell people well if you like the first one you'll like the second one and that's just kind of a you know a way of saying oh you know it's just kind of more of the same but i've i've never felt that phrase more in my entire life of if you like the first venom movie you're going to like this movie, but I just don't quite understand it. Like, you know how I said I was in a a self-selective theater of people that really had to wake up early on a Friday morning to go to the first uh, showing of Venom? Uh, There was some people clapping during parts, cheering during others, uh, and I was just, I kind I physically like turned around at one point in time. And I was like, I have to see what these people <laughs> look like. Cause this makes no sense to me. You know, I'm not saying that you couldn't sit down and be slightly entertained and then go on with your life after these, uh, you know, hour and a half, two hours, but to just feel the need to, uh, vocally project your joy. It, I just, I cannot get into that mindset into those shoes. So I'm happy for anybody out there that, yeah. that finds this joy of venom, but I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't see it, Chris. So yeah. uh, it, it'll be interesting. Venom, venom <laughs> fans, uh, nothing against the character, are, are very much a very unique 
group of people. They <laughs> interesting breed. <laughs> yeah, they've all uh, you know kind of um, embraced the antihero. I think these are the people who would also like and also maybe enjoy the Punisher, like Blade people, right? Like you know, they're someone who is you know not afraid to kill. They're not the heroes like of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Who like try to avoid killing and 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 and, and reap reap those those punishments. But like I. I, I agree. Like, if you like the first one, you're gonna like. That's that's what I told um, my um, my brother-in-law was visiting earlier. We were playing Halo. Uh, it's like, do you like the first one? He's like, we love it. I'm like, well, then you're gonna really like the second one. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, and honestly, I think the only way, another thing that kind of proves that is the box office growth, right? Like, uh, um, about the same, a little higher. I think those are the people who went and saw the first one are coming back for the second one. Um, so um, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of want to jump into spoilers a little bit if we can. Yeah, I think, I think, please. Let's let's let's. So I'm going to put the time codes here right into this. So um, we're going to jump into the spoilers. So um, I think uh, real quick before we jump into the, I think the biggest spoiler. I want to save it for a little bit because I don't want mm-hmm. people to be like, oh, that's the big are we, spoiler. Are we talking about the post credits? Yeah, 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 yeah. The biggest, Mike. The only thing I think that you would get joy out of this movie yeah, is the, the only thing scene. slightly <laughs> worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I'm like, he's going to love that part. Um, and with the, the and, but anyway, so like spoiler wise, I think, um, one of the cooler scenes is when Venom like kind of like goes and body jumps around on his own a little bit. And like, he's at like that rave and everyone's like, Oh, that's a cool costume. I'm like, Oh, that's a, like, I would love to see more Venom, you know, like in a casual scenario, I guess, if you will, not like just like, oh, I'm a voice in Eddie's head and I want to eat chicken or brains and stuff like that. And they tried to like, which was weird, they tried to justify the brain eating, like with some sort of chemical that's in uh-huh. brains and what chocolate, I think it, they said it was. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, so it was interesting to see kind of Venom pop around a little bit when he's covered in glow sticks. I'm like, oh, that would be, I guarantee you that's a Funko Pop somewhere, Mike. I, I, I'm going to put <laughs> uh, money on yeah, it. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> a, a, a Funko Pop of Venom covered in, in glow sticks. So I thought that was fun. And I think um, something Andy Circus does uh, really, really well in here is I, I think he leans, like this, this movie's a little more absurd than the first one, right? The first one tries to be like, there's science and space and oh my God, we have to be very, ground level and i think andy circus um who directed this and i think the story even uh, tom hardy got a credit on it leans into that absurdness a little bit more like it feels like the the orphanage burning down what um and and the actually the the whole scene with retelling cletus's life through uh hand drawings what do you think of that um i thought that was a, a some cool animation but i mean yeah, it, was, it was an interesting way to take the story across i mean we've seen it uh before in the birds of prey film with uh, Harley Quinn's past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the art style. It kind of reminded me of um, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, which is uh, a comic slash graphic novel it, that Joan and Vasquez worked on before yeah. he created Invader Zim. So it, it fit the art style vibe for sure. I, uh, it, it reminded me of, uh, was it the Deathly Hollows? Um, yeah, like, a little it, bit. Yeah. Like, like, like mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we, we drew these things on paper, now the papers kind of come to life kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so that was, that was interesting. But I feel they, they didn't this would really one of the movies I think I don't say this very often would benefit from an R rating. Yeah, let's let, let's <laughs> talk about that a little bit. Not just from like the characterization of Cletus Cassidy, who just honestly feels like such um, stereotypical uninspired serial killer, right? For- like they're basically doing every like. Uh, cheesy trope you've ever seen. Uh, he says like weird soliloquies, like uh, speaks in poems, as I think uh, was literally said in the film. Yeah, re- uh, re- like he very he repeated the same poems too, which was like 
it it came across like, earlier on it's like oh maybe he's like a savant kind of person but then like he's repeating the same lines over and over and he's just crazy at this point yeah and there there was an attempt to make us sympathize with him from his rough upbringing and and, and i suppose you know it's not a surprising origin for a serial killer mm-hmm. uh and it is and, fun to sympathize with a villain but I, I don't think cletus needed to really be empathetic it, at all we just wanted him to be crazier and he never really got to the point of, well, I would say, frightening. I think, you know, a couple things. The the origin of Cletus uh, mirrors his comic origin. I, I'm going to I'm gonna applaud them for that. Whether it was a, a tug at the heartstrings making him sympathetic, that is his origin in the comic book. So I will give him that. But I think one of the things is they, uh, again, this this movie kind of suffers from it told us it didn't show us why he's a serial killer, how we, how we got to where he was, right? Like, the opening scene is him... Um, some a younger person with Woody Harrelson's voice uh, dubbed over uh, him in the shriek, right? They're like the little love connection there. But like, I'm more of interested, like, why is Cletus a serial killer? Like, what was his motives? Like, why did he kill these people rather than like, oh, we, like we see the last minutes of his life on death row and then he becomes carnage. Not anything kind of before that really, right? Like, it's just happened to be like a very specific moment in life where he gets this yeah and and speaking of like the rated r angle um you know i suppose you could give a credit to andy circus through some of the more creative uh points that made the film stand out a little bit more than the first one but i mean i feel like uh maybe come up with a way to make this feel like a pg-13 movie and not just an r-rated movie that you had to cut away from the gore right you know it seems like the the easiest solution to attempt to not show someone being decapitated is just to swivel the camera 30 degrees away from the neck you know Mm -hmm. to just hide that being decapitated like there was just like not a lot of creativity there like maybe give me like a cell silhouette of carnage projected on a wall like snapping somebody's head off so we do get yeah. to see the whole animation but you know it's it's cloaked or <laughs> do something like cheeky where like maybe there's like i i don't know like a cantaloupe or something or like yeah. a watermelon that obscures the head in like an alley or something it's just it was just always like a cutaway it was just always a swivel I, and it's just like okay come on like really i feel they're like they they did this and those cuts are out there and they just are like well we got to get to pg-13 yeah, and honestly, and it feels like the unrated steelbook, right? You yeah. know, oh, let's just hold off and make some more money there. But I, I feel I like mean, it's I'm not there, the type but like of per- they, they wanted to put butts in seats, Mike. You know this. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just not the type of person yeah. that's going to go out and buy that unrated yeah. steelbook just, uh, just to see it. But yeah, I feel like I really needed more of an edge from Cletus because I think the most brutal, really, we ever saw him was when he just runs in as uh, uh, Woody Harrelson, you know, without the symbiote, and he just, like, kind of beats that dude up at the gas station. But it all happens behind the counter, right? So, and also with that scene, I know I saw the comic book panel shared, right? I understand that it is indeed canon within the comic books for Carnage to use his symbiote to hack into the internet. Uh But, like, that's cheesy 90s comic books, right? In this movie, it's just stupid, you know? And I know the whole movie is kind of weird and bizarre as well, but, like, that was like pretty glaring, right? That just seemed like, oh, we need a, we need to get Cletus moving. We needed to get the plot going. Uh, just have him hack into the computer it, and like find Ravencroft. And I think the the most laughable part of it all was like the second the symbiote touches the screen, the monitor shows like Ravencroft Institute. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even show him opening up like a browser or right. a command terminal. It's just like automatically there. So it's just like, oh god, okay, 
this is the movie that, that like, I'm in for. Like, well, I mean, that's I wouldn't say that you're in for it. It was already too late at that point. I feel like that's like the <laughs> too mid late point. to turn back. That's like the midpoint of the movie. But like, there was a scene like um. You know, some things I think they didn't need to, to R-rate up. I did enjoy the Venom, or not Venom, the Carnage through the prison cell. Um, I, you know, it was very nice to see him actually use his abilities, you know, like his unique abilities, like yeah. stabbing, pointing, throwing stuff, becoming a whirlwind. Like, yeah. he was actually using things that were different than the other movie and different than Venom right out the gate. I'm like, thank God that he's not just taking his tendrils and smacking people yeah. with them. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you liked it, Chris, because I don't know if I just lost count through the film or like maybe I went into a fugue state for about uh, 30 or 40 minutes. But beyond just the prison escape scene, I think there's only other one real action set piece in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the prison escape and it's the church scene at the end. There's kind of a kind of a wacky quirky fight where uh uh venom bounces from uh eddie's body and like you know jumps down into the, up a into bit, the yeah. alley but like there is just not a lot no. of fun to be had in this right. film at least from my point of view i was uh i was pretty excited to see like this church set piece show up because i was like i feel like i've been in this movie theater for a little too long all right here's yeah. a here's our final set piece let's really do it out and man i thought that that church scene was incredibly underwhelming. I thought we were going to get something like really creative, really innovative. All right. We got our red carnage symbiote who has a a few new tricks. They even like showed off this like tornado skill that he had, which seems like it's ripped straight from the comic book. Cause that seems like something they would give the ability of a symbiote back in the comic book days. And like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even elevate to that, level of excitement mm-hmm. in the final fight scene it almost it felt so underwhelming i was expecting there was going to be a scene where like maybe cletus was going to get away from the church at the last second and we were going to have like maybe one final set piece uh with venom mm-hmm. and carnage at another locale but then it just kind of it just kind of ends there at the church and he yep. just eats the symbiote and i'm like that's that's it really yep. i mean there were i did i did not really pull out any creative choreography with the the symbiotes and yeah. I think I saw a, I saw a comment online that uh, summed it up pretty well what I was thinking of. Oh, I wonder what a sonic contrivance they'll come up with for the third movie for Venom to defeat the villain. Mm. Because like if that's like if, you know, fire and sound are the only real weaknesses, you're just always on the lookout for it. Right. Mm. I mean, so it's just I was so underwhelmed by that final fight scene. And I was just like, all right, let's just go balls to the wall. You know, you've been saving it up for this big, bad uh, confrontation between Venom and Carnage, these two iconic characters, and not, just not a whole lot well, happened. So yeah. I thought that was pretty disappointing. Yeah. Well, I think it to me it feels um, that there should be another – the Carnage shouldn't have been, I guess, killed uh, if, if, if I had my way here. I think there's um, – there the – Hey, father, I'm going to kill you. It feels really unearned because they never met until literally that moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. at any other time, did Venom and Carnage meet other than the ending scene? I don't think so. So, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think. I'm like, I really don't think Yeah, so. and like, I mean, Carnage was so compelled as soon as he got into Woody Harrelson's body yeah. to be like, oh, there is somebody else out there stronger than me. We got to go get him. Yeah. And I guess you could say, like, oh, Venom, hive mind. He just knows of the other. But it's just like, you got you got to build up the reason why. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's just like one little thing of just like, oh, if I defeat Venom, mm-hmm. 
right. if I consume him, I will become all powerful. Right. But no, the 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 point was just like he just wanted that obstacle out of the way, even though he wasn't being actively pursued at that point in time. It actually took Eddie a while to kind of figure out that carnage was a thing that existed. Right. They could have just bounced out of town and gone anywhere and just like consumed brains all over the yeah. world and like Eddie wouldn't have found out for a while. Right, yeah. I but and I think I think that's, you know, one of the uh what is it, the the flaws of serial killers or like yeah, I guess Cleese he wanted to be famous, like and that's why he kinda stuck around. But you know, there the, I I feel the the animosity between Venom and Carnage wasn't if it was there, it wasn't earned yet. He it should have been that should have been something in the middle of the film where they met, fought once and then had another yeah. quote unquote set piece at the end of yeah. the battle. I mean I yeah, I mean, I'm I'm admittedly not a symbio expert from the comic books, yeah. but, um, but apparently but, the the uh, the the story between Cletus and uh, Carnage is that they are kind of meant to be. Yeah, they're not really conflicting. They're a, a bonded pair. They've never. Yeah. I think there's like never been more of a, a perfect symbiotic relationship. Which I believe that sentiment was kind of spat in the face at yeah. the end of the third act when they're just like, "See, they're not symbiotic. We can take advantage of yeah. that." Uh, so yeah. uh, luckily for me, I didn't really know that well, until I did a little bit of internet research. Yeah. But I, I suppose some people could uh, be rubbed the wrong way. Yeah, and, and and some. I mean, the other thing of Venom, like it, I think it's inherently paternicide, like or whatever it is. Like they want to kill their 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 maker, like right away, like or something like that. Uh-huh. I guess because even like there's more. Like remember the game Maximum Carnage uh, from uh-huh. where you had to fight like five other symbiotes like along the way to get to carnage uh-huh. so i think i think it's just part of it like they didn't really do a good job explaining it but i will tell you let's get to the big point here this movie's in the mcu now uh i'm pretty sure that's what it is uh yeah I, we, I, it's hard to imagine any we, other we any saw other. i i believe i'm going to predict mike this is dr strange's spell merging all of the sony universes into the mcu at large um and since Venom is a Sony property, as well as Doctor Octopus, uh, um, you know the uh, that version of him and that Goblin, mm-hmm. right? Where Sony properties in those films. So to bring them over, they're merging all the Sony properties into one thing. So I believe they're now in the MCU. Yeah, it's you, we'll actually talk a little bit more about kind of uh, universes <laughs> of Marvel merging on our weekly news episode. So make sure you're subscribed so you can uh, check that out. I saw it yeah. in the show notes, Chris. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it. We'll talk about it here yeah. in a little bit. But it does. I am kind of curious how much of this is Doctor Strange's spell and how much of this is the collapse of the multiverse from Loki's yeah. doing. Is this going to be a combination of the two or what exactly is going on here? Either way, yeah, I yeah. think from that post-credit scene, it's it's fairly obvious. I mean, with the J. Jonah Jameson on the TV, even using like the same kind of television graphics, kind of like that green theme that's surrounding him. Mm -hmm. Those are the same kind of like colors that they used at the end of uh, Tom Holland's last Spider-Man movie as well. And then guess what? It was Tom Holland himself on there. Um, Uh, And he's like licking the screen. I'm like, you have no, you have nothing against Spider-Man yet. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is like total, like typical, like, you know, Venom or slash in association with Marvel. Yeah. uh, uh, character motivations of just like, oh, just say that's what he wants. We don't yeah. really need to describe it. We don't need any backstory. You know, Venom and Spider-Man, they just go together like yeah. uh, peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, so just say that he wants them. Yeah. So hopefully, so this is this is kind of like what I'm getting at. Like, the, the, the only positives I can really find out of this Venom franchise now is just the weird Tom Hardy relationship with the voice actor that plays Venom. I can't I, I, remember the voice actor's name off the top of my head. Is it not Tom Hardy again? Tom Hardy was oh. in the first one. 
Oh, is it? And they're they're yeah. doing some really good uh, vocal yeah. adjustments because it sounds like a professional voice actor to me. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. But e- either way, it's just it's weird. But at the very least, it's a decision, right? It's a weird decision. We're we're holding true to it and we're moving forward. This is just how Venom is. Like, okay, it's weird, but let's hope that Kevin Feige can uh, craft and hire a better story editor script. Um, just craft something that's a little bit better and more entertaining within this Marvel Universe. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious uh, what this does with Sony's universe overall. Like, we're still waiting for Morpheus to come out. Morbius. Uh, Morbius, not Morpheus. Mor- Morpheus is the the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Morpheus will be coming back here yeah, but uh, momentarily on HBO Max. One month before uh, Morbius, even. Yeah, and there might be, uh, there possibly might be a Craven movie out there in the works. So, yeah, it does make you wonder how much of this multiversal shifting will be permanent and will be temporary, right? Uh, because like we said before in the past, a lot of these characters have pre-existing relationships in their universe. And if you thrust them from their universe to kind of just put all your toys into one box and so they can all fight and play and have fun, that's great for us when we're watching it on the movie screen. But eventually these characters have to uh, realize, oh, I can't just stay Mm. in your version of New York City forever. All of my loved ones and my family are back in my universe, even though I'd love to stay here and play around and maybe fight uh, Galactus in a couple Marvel phases. That could be fun. I kind of need to go back home. So I, I think it's going to be a combination of both. You know, they're going to be like, oh, how many ties does this character have to their universe? Oh, not that many. Oh, let, let's keep them in ours. Yeah. Oh, let's just the one back there. Well, so uh, it seems like Eddie and Venom are relatively detached from their universe, wouldn't you say? I mean, they kind of, uh, yeah. he kind of decided to leave his ex-wife permanently. He's kind of past that phase. She's but kind of with that dude. He, he said his, his title multiple times, Mike. They are now the lethal protector. If you didn't know this, they are the lethal protector, Mike. Did you know together <laughs> they are the lethal protector? Uh, oh but, but anyway... Uh, yes, I think you know he he kind of like I think he like I mean that was the only difference is the uh, the 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 Patrick Mulligan character his eyes went white at the end of the film whatever that means um, uh, I, I think this is supposed to signify toxin or some point um, but like if if Tom Hardy is truly removed from his universe right. right um, well, I guess it might not necessarily be isolated to him. Right. It could be their entire character set moves into this but new universe. That, that could be a possibility. It, it could be, but he, he has essentially left what San Francisco behind, right? He has gone yeah. to an island somewhere. He's on a beach with Venom. And then, you know, they're in their little... I think the second one would look more like maybe Taiwan or, or some something that that range. Um before everything was merged or, or I guess the universe was changed and he was then back again in a beach house uh, looking at, at, at the announcement that, that Tom Holland or I guess Peter Parker is Spider-Man from, from the television. So they could literally ignore the rest of these films or these first two films and I'd be fine with that. Um, oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I, I believe uh, Tom Hardy as Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock and Venom is, is it's really, I don't think it's a bad choice. I think they can continue to go ahead and do this and it's not going to bother me at all. If he's in it, um, hopefully the next movie, um, or if we see him in the MCU, it will probably, hopefully knock on wood be Kevin Feige led rather than, 
Um, yeah. The what, what was the current? What was the producer's name? Avi. Yeah. yeah. What, what I would what I would love to see is just really just go balls to the wall with this character now. You know, throw him out there in a spaceship with maybe some of the Guardians of the Galaxy or some sort of international mm. group. They go to like a, a symbiote world and just go down that whole weird rabbit hole of a necro sword and all of this other stuff. Just take it cosmic because the way that like Eddie that uh, Tom Hardy is playing this character is so weird it just cannot be bound to a terrestrial earth just because it just it just is so bizarre and Mm -hmm. um i think i think the only like real last thought i have is i think it's pretty poignant to note that we have barely even mentioned the character shriek right because she is pretty inconsequential to the whole plot even though she drives a lot of cletus's motivations Uh, um it's it's so it's so strange to have a character in a symbiote movie whose only main superpower is sound, and it never truly is really used as a weapon towards the symbiote. It's almost used as like an irritant towards Mm -hmm. Carnage, and that's really what splits Cletus and Carnage up, is that like, oh, she's she's loud and it irritates me, so I'm going to be really mean to her. And then I guess there at the end, she shrieks at the bell and it detaches the bell, but even though like she's never really directly pointed at a symbiote and just mm-hmm. annihilates them, right? But it's just it, so weird that she's even there to begin with. Right, and you think, I mean, I think Carnage would be like, well, because the symbiotes can die from sound, that he would be like, okay, well, let's use her to our advantage. Yeah. Uh, to, I thought there would be like a weak point where maybe Carnage got Eddie and Venom couldn't come out because he was, because of the sound. I don't Yeah, I agree. Shriek is, again, poignant to the character Cleese Cassie, in the comic books, but very kind of just uh, an obsession of Cletus in this movie rather than actual someone who provides anything along the way. Yeah. I think the early setup between like the, you know, the cop who shot her and lost his hearing, like he had no hearing. I thought that was going to come into play. He could take yeah. his hearing aid out and not have to listen to, to shriek or, you know, any like be able to help in any situation. But instead he was just kind of beat up and hung by a chain at the top of the building, uh, which is is kind of a kind of a letdown for him because I thought there would be more um, the storylines yeah. were converging in a great way that just really underutilized everything. Yeah, um, yeah, and a, a, like a big pet peeve of mine. I think the last time we talked about it was the Army of the Dead Zack Snyder Netflix movie. Was at the end you're really hoping your your character your main character is going to find a creative way to defeat the villain. You know, there's got to be some sort of like turn, something uh, clever. Uh, there, some way that the, maybe the character even goes through uh, a bit of like a change and they find some sort of secret power that they unlock. No. Some sort of like emotional arc or triumph. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of Army of the Dead, like none of that happens. They just like shoot the zombie or something and yeah. then they're dead. Uh, and in this it feels kind of the same. You think there's going to be some sort of creative solution between Eddie and Venom, you know, to get the one up mm-hmm. on Carnage. But they're just like, oh, wait, that's right. Sound. So they just like tendril whip the the uh, shriek, and she just like falls. Like, well, did you think she was actually going to scream at the bell, and the bell was going to detach, and then it was well, going to crumble the church, and then uh, venom, uh, then carnage would fall and be detached enough that you could it, eat him? It's just like the series of the events is just like okay, whatever. It, was, it wasn't in this movie. It wasn't me. sound it, at all. It was like they venom and and, and uh, Eddie were knew that. Cletus had an affection for this woman, and and Carnage did not. So by killing her, it caused that them to not to, you know to break apart again and, and make him vulnerable. Now I did get um, 
I was I was hoping to get Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man two vibes from this, like right like where Carnage was gonna try to reach down and grab her, but like she was gonna hit the ground and die instead. Uh-huh. Like I thought I was like that would have been a better homage to Spider Man than anything else in this movie. I think if they would have done that, like oh, um, and and that would have that would have been a stronger ending. But rather than just kill her and then knock a bell on her, I I don't know. That was I th- I thought there'd be more to that too. It just kind of. Like was it a game yeah, mouse trap or, or the the trap or, just kind of fell down? I'm like okay. Or maybe like uh, Woody Harrelson's uh, or Cletus's. You know, I go back and forth between how I yeah, should yeah. That's fine. <laughs> talk, talk about these characters yeah, yeah, yeah. is so physically bonded uh, to this relationship with Shriek that when she starts the fall, he tears himself out of Carnage, right? right? Yeah. And jumps down the bell tower to try to save that, her, to be with her in her last moments of life, and then they're finally separated. And, like, that didn't even happen. Right, so. and that would have made, like, again, a not a redemption for Cletus, but, like, made him, like, oh, he is a sympathetic character because yeah. all he ever wanted was someone who loved him for who he was. And, like, yeah. they didn't even do that for us. Yeah, I never thought I could possibly miss uh, two black goo balls fighting on the side of a spaceship taking off, but... Mm. To me, that was a little bit uh, more exciting uh, he, than this. But I, I'm going to disagree because I don't remember a single goddamn thing about that spaceship fight uh, other than that there were two black goo balls. Um, I, I think the other thing is, you know, if, if this comes into any Marvel properties, I believe I believe wholeheartedly Morbius is already set in the MCU uh, when, it, when it airs or will very quickly move over by the end of the film simply because that's who we, why we saw What's-His-Name, um, uh, Batman. Michael Keaton uh, in the trailer, remember, who plays Vulture? Remember he was in the Morbius trailer for some reason? Oh, yeah, that's right. So maybe by the end of Morbius it does the same thing where it merges all these universes together. Now, it does make me think. I still think it's it's the lizard in that trailer for Doctor Strange, not Venom. But it could mm-hmm. now be Venom in that trailer with Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, I, I suppose, or, even though Venom does not have any motivation to go after uh, Spider-Man. Right. But, uh, At least not I, immediately know. like that. Like, that's a, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, none of this before affects the MCU going forward, but Venom can now float into the MCU properly if they want to and use Tom or... If they ever split Tom at the end, maybe at the end of Far From Home, they spit Tom Holland out uh, into his own universe and away from ours. I, I didn't make from the MCU. I don't know. Uh, I never thought about that possibility till literally just now. But I think it's very exciting to get Venom proper uh, in in the it, with Spider Man coming down the road, right? Like I think that's mm-hmm. that's what everyone wants. And you know, after three movies, the first two don't make you earn that at all by having them. But I think we will we will get that probably. Um, before 2030, I'm betting. What do you think? Next five years, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I can't believe I've never really thought about this before. Uh, and all of these contracts between studios and characters are all secret, and people are all speculating to begin with. But, mm-hmm. you know, Sony uh, made the deal with Marvel for Spider-Man and its world, what, back in the 90s. early 90s, right? Mid-90s, that, yeah. that was That was well before the character of Miles Morales was ever created, right? I wonder if in the contracts it stipulated and future characters created, uh, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wonder if there's a way that, yeah, you can kick Peter Parker kind of out of the MCU, and then Marvel can just, like, switch over to a Miles Morales in the live-action universe and just not have to deal 
with Sony at all. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know what the contract uh, uh, is written as. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we'll we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised too. Like uh, Marvel and Disney, they uh, they got a lot of money. They could just do it and just make it happen. And then when Sony comes in with a lawsuit, just could be like, well, look at this. Uh, look at the fine print I, here. We're ready to go to court well, with it. I don't think I don't think there will be a lawsuit. I don't think there'll be conflict. Remember when they thought they lost Spider Man? What was it two years ago? Uh-huh. And there was like that. Uh, Tom Holland made uh, said he made some calls to get Spider-Man back in the MCU. I mm. believe they went over some stipulations like, look, you can't do this perpetually anymore. Um, we want to work with you, not against you. So let's figure this out. So I believe this ending of Venom was ironed out years ago, um, and we're just now kind of getting to it because this would have been last year, right? Last October. We're now a year yeah. behind on this movie. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I think you I think you're right. I think Miles Morales is, is a, a question mark. Uh, I don't think they could say they have a Spider-Man movie. They'd have to change his name, probably. But at what I mean, that's what are they doing with the Hulk, right? In and uni- like you know, giving the middle finger to Universal the whole way through, mm-hmm. right? They're like, oh, we don't have to have a Hulk movie. We can have a She-Hulk TV yeah. show. And and who knows? This could be their leveraging arm with Sony too. Like, yeah. hey, guess what? Everybody loves Miles Morales. Yeah. Hell, you know you it yourself. You've made an animated movie. Uh, yeah. uh, according to this contract, we can just make all the live-action movies with him. Uh, not only does he have a kick-ass black suit, which everybody loves, he has new interesting powers, and he's also a more interesting, uh, diverse character for a modern audience. Uh, people are going to lose it when he goes live action his uncle is donald glover like we are primed set ready to not need peter parker for Mm -hmm. a while now so you know maybe just play ball with us i would be curious to see if if that's leverage there is money to be made for everybody if done properly is probably what they told them like let's Uh let's let's work together and we can all be rich at the end of the day because spider-man whether he's it's miles or Peter will sell. You've you've made animated movies and video games based on their names. Let's yeah. let's do this together. So I bet yeah. there's more to this that we just don't know yet. Yeah. And hopefully, um, Morbius gets Jeff Lobed, if you will, um, just removed <laughs> yeah. right out of there. Uh, yeah. Either way, at the at the end of the day, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are some of my favorite MCU movies in the catalog, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it just sometimes feel unfortunate that his uh, other cast of characters kind of gets relegated to the weird Avi arid universe, which I tend to not like. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, the, the first two it, are the first two were great, but you know when they got greedy, they stopped being good. Yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of hoping that, you know, Chris, we got we got at least uh, conservatively. I think we got at least another 40, 50 years left on this planet. Uh, (laughs) Venom will be rebooted at some point in time and maybe the uh, second go around. I'll like it a little bit more. But uh, uh, as of this as of this uh, juncture, uh, uh, the movies. Not for me. Yeah, but, not for uh, you. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Uh, ba- go back, listen to the first uh, review yeah. of Venom, and uh, I'm sure you'll hear a lot of this. I, I believe we, we said about the same as we did with the first one. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't hate it. I like going to movies. I like some big, dumb action. I love Woody Harrelson as a – I think he did a better serial killer in Natural Born Killers, but I feel that would have been way too R-rated for this. Um, you know, again, I was with my wife. She didn't know Andy Serkis directed this. So when she saw his name, she was very shocked and surprised. She's like, oh. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about, you know, how uh, less so Carnage and um, Cletus, but more Eddie and Venom were kind of like the Gollum characters, right, in, in, in The Lord of the Rings that, that, you know, Andy Serkis is known for 
uh, for doing. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I would love to see a better Venom versus Carnage film. Uh, I think they both um, deserve better, but I believe this is a better Venom than we got in the first movie. And I really hope to see that he is, quote unquote, a lethal protector in any future outing and not just relegated to eating chickens and um, throwing bad guys in dumpsters, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, uh, we've got some regular news to cover this week, so we're going to jump over to that. But if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, V-A-L-D-A-N-8-7, or uh, Twitter under just Valdan. Uh, people want to know more about uh, you know the show, what we do. We're here literally every week. We don't remove movies every week, but we have news every single week, including all this Venom stuff we've been covering for the past how many years now? Uh, <laughs> since, since after the show started. Where can people find more of that at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to find our other movie reviews. We've been doing this for like six years now, so I feel like we've gotten the majority of the MCU and the new DC universe that's uh, been stemming off. So if you want to catch up and see our opinions of our other superhero movies out there in the world, head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Why did I say it that way? YouTube, Podcast. Spotify. Guess <laughs> some Brooklyn accent there. Yeah, uh, Spotify and wherever else you'd like to listen to find podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, please reach out and let us know what you thought about Venom, especially compared to the first one, because I'm really curious if you thought this one was better, if you thought it was worse. Uh, what do you think of the post credit scene? What do you want to see Venom do next? I think that's going to be what everybody is in anticipating uh and if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy make sure you are vaccinated so it just becomes safer and safer to go back to the movie yeah. theaters with each new yeah. uh movie that comes out you don't want to catch a will... you don't want to catch a symbiote let's let's be honest yes you don't want to catch a symbiote because i mean like chicken's okay but you don't want to eat it all the time mm-hmm. i mean you'll, yeah, you'll be putting chicken and chocolate it's just too much you'll be putting a mediocre movie as well so yes yes exactly and uh we will be here every week folks all right see you next week bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe i'm having i'm having a moment i got caffeine here i'm so tired i don't know why i'm so i don't know why